Welcome to Screen Time, streaming movies and everything in between. Gary Tangway and Drew Yano. The topic on today's show is going to be Kevin Costner. Why? Because he is in the news. And to me, he is just a tremendous film story. Uh, the rumor is he may not return to Yellowstone, which Drew is a fan of. And as we know, launched really Tyler Sheridan's career as far as writing Westerns and all of not even just Westerns, but yeah. uh, writing a number of series on Paramount. Uh, but the latest thing I hear, Drew, is he may back out a little bit. It could be money. Maybe McConaughey's coming in. And I just can't imagine Yellowstone continuing to exist without Kevin Costner. No. And look, Sheridan has 1923 and 1883, although 1883 doesn't have a sequel. 1923 will have a second season. Maybe he's going to do that. I don't know. Um, it, the McConaughey thing sounds like it was floated and it might have been a negotiating tactic. I know Costner makes about a million three an episode, and he doesn't need the money anymore, I'm sure. I'm sure he's got plenty of money. And, you know, that's easy for me to say. <laughs> uh, I don't traffic in those figures. But, I, you know, who knows? It's, he's certainly revived himself with Yellowstone. And he is Yellowstone. I mean, John Dutton is a legendary figure. Now, how much of that is him and how much is that Sheridan? I think it's like Belichick and Brady. It's, you know, they each need each other. And so we'll see what happens. But it's it's a good idea to talk about him in general because he's had a almost 40-year career. And before we get to his career, let me just ask you something about Yellowstone is it seems to me this show is monumental in a couple of ways. Number one for Paramount, Paramount Plus, I mean, to put them on the map. Yeah. It sent them on their way. Yep. Um, you know, there's no doubt about it. You mentioned Sheridan and what he's been able to accomplish. And Mayor of Kingstown, I love too, which is also a Sheridan property on, on Paramount Plus. Um, you know, but also, it it brought a whole new audience to streaming because I had this conversation the other day with actually a casting director about how streaming can lean younger. You know, the reason why Dick Wolf has been so successful is because he has all the procedurals on broadcast television. But now even that, you know, the Law and Orders are going over to Peacock, you know, and, and so forth. But that's an upper demo program. Uh, I don't know what the demos are for Yellowstone, but I have to imagine that's an older demo show. No question it's older. Right, which is which is kind of unique for streaming. Yeah, but if you think about it, we're old, relatively, and yeah. we watch streaming. What, what are we going to do? Play Mahjong? You know, when, when, no, 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 I, no, I, I, no, no, I understand that. But, like, you know, Succession, okay, is a big streaming show. I would say that demo is probably 18 to 49. Yeah. The point is, a lot of the Westerns, this type of Western or this type of program generally had started on broadcast. But I will say this. If this show had started on broadcast, it would nearly be as good. Because right. they can do what they do. They can't do what they do. You're absolutely right. This is a show for an upper demo that is raw and real. And boy, is it vital. Language, nudity. Uh, all the stuff, violence, all of it. You know, so I think that, it, you know, Yellowstone has meant a lot to the industry, not just to Costner, but I think for the industry. Costner, well. 
the industry, Sheridan, who's Sheridan. You know, on his way to being a billionaire. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Kevin Costner right now. And, you know, I'm going to have you take the floor because one of his earlier efforts is what, what you've loved. Um, look, I'm a, I've been a fan of his since the movie Fandango, which I stumbled upon. It's one of those guilty pleasure movies. And he plays one of a group of guys who just graduated, I think it's the University of Texas. And they're going to go off on this adventure where they're going to go dig up Dom. And you don't know what that means. And it's just Judd Nelson is in it in a role that you wouldn't recognize him really because he plays sort of a nerd, a Razzie guy. Is he, is he the guy that owns the car? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, because I just was watching clips just to catch up on it. Yeah. And I it's think, it's yeah. just the one made by a guy named Kevin Reynolds, who's... Oh, sure. Uh, he, he's, he, he got his... Well, no, but he got his start. Lawrence Kasdan was big chill. Kevin Reynolds got his start because he made a short that was the parachute scene in Fandango. And Spielberg saw it and said, I want you to direct a movie. So Reynolds wrote this and it's just, it's a phenomenal story as far as I'm concerned. It's, it, it's my wheelhouse because it's the seventies. It's the, the Vietnam war. It's the, all that stuff. Right. And, you know, and that's around the same time that he did the big chill well, he didn't do the big chill because he was the corpse in the big chill. In right. 83. Right. He and, was. And Lawrence yeah. Kasdan owned him, owed him because he never got on screen. So he made Silverado, which was at the same time, same year as uh, Fandango. And that was his big coming out. You know, it was a Western. Here we go again. And oh, Reynolds, Reynolds, I'm sorry, was uh, Waterworld. Yep. The Good Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Okay. Got yep. it. So. They've been together for a while and, you know, I've loved him since then. He did, you know, he took off, of course, Dances with Wolves, just, you know, but think of Bull Durham, The Untouchables, JFK, Tin Cup, Bodyguard, just, he was just killing it. He was the number one actor in Hollywood, like, you know, Will Smith was in the, you know, early 2000s. Well, as the story goes, uh, in the Whitney Houston movie, biopic that yours truly was in for three seconds, um, and I think this is probably true, is when they brought the project to Whitney Houston uh, to be in The Bodyguard, she said, I don't want anything to do with it. And Clive Owen said, well, it's Kevin Costner. And she said, sign me up. <laughs> he was that big. And that good. He was just phenomenal. He was He was very good. He did that whole stretch of movies and, you know, Dances with Wolves is legendary. I mean, he, the guy was living in his garage and had written a novel that wasn't published and he read it and said, this is fantastic. We're going to make this as a movie. And to his credit, the guy, he made the guy get the screenwriting credit. And as you know, it had just exploded. You know? It was huge. It was huge. And, and the Native Americans were the heroes. And right. He was the, you know, anti-hero in, in terms of wearing a uniform and, you know, he just did that and he did, you know, A Perfect World, which was, uh, you know, a, a director favorite of mine, John Lee Hancock. Um, that was his and first. that was with Clint, right? What's that? That was with Clint Eastwood? Yep, yep. He, he kidnaps the kid world. and Clint Eastwood's I'm chasing him. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that is a very underrated film where... Uh, very well done. Very well done. The ending is tremendous. Yep. It is a third act Drew Yano ending. 
Um, it, it really is. It's terrific. It was terrific. But then he fell off the map. Right. Okay? He oh, fell yeah, off the map, and, and you get into the like the mid two thousands or whatever. You, he's in movies like Hidden Figures, right? Which is a great movie, you know. But he was like the fifth star. Molly's Game. He's the third star. Hidden Figures. He was really good, though. Yep. And the Art of Racing in the Rain. He was the dog. You know, he was the voice for the dog. Um, speaking of John Lee Hancock, he did The Highwaymen, which was on, I believe, Netflix. This yeah, with, uh, Netflix. Yeah, with um, Woody. Woody, Her- yeah. Woody Harrelson. It, fantastic in that, you know. But he, he had gotten older, so he could play those roles, which I think The Highwaymen and then this movie called Let Him Go with Diane Lane, I think those two things are probably what got Sheridan to get him to you know, to be the guy he wanted for Yellowstone. I don't know that for a fact. That's me supposing it. But he went through a stage where he wasn't a that's big star anymore. Just like Will Smith isn't the big star anymore. I have it doesn't have to do with him slapping somebody. I, I have another example for you. Um, in a movie I really like, it's called Company Men. Yeah. Um, which was shot in Boston mm-hmm. uh, with Ben Affleck and Tommy Lee Jones. Craig T. Nelson's in it. Maria Bellows mm-hmm. in it. Um yep. And he plays Affleck's brother-in-law. Yes. Who's a carpenter. Affleck loses his job, has to move with his parents, and Coster brings him on the job with him. Yes. And, like, I just remember the one line where Ben says, oh, you know, I have a job, you know, at the end, you know, Affleck's character goes through the arc, and at the end, he, he finds himself back employed, starting a company, comes out the other side after some struggles. And he says, yeah, I started 80000 And, like, Costner just goes, 80000 Like, who would pay you that kind of money? You know? I mean, yeah. but the one thing about it, Drew, I, I wonder with Costner, and I don't think this takes anything away from him, he seems to play the same guy. I don't know. I mean, No Way Out, uh, JFK. I, I don't know. I, 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 the Untouchables. I just don't think he's the same guy. I mean... Well, in a perfect world, he's not. You know, he's I certainly not in a perfect world because he's the yeah, bad guy criminal. He's the bad guy, but he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy yeah. who happens to be a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, and, and look at Yellowstone. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? I mean, what he wants is understandable, right? He wants to keep Montana the way it is, rural, and he's going to oh, right. raise cattle and sell cattle and you know keep the ranch that's been in his family for generations. But tourism probably is the way to go in Montana. You, you can't keep anything the same anymore. Really Everything can't. changes. So, but he obviously uses bad means and methods to get what he wants. So, but I guess the way I look at Costner is, well, we need to. I, first of all, we want. I want to talk to him about as talk, speak of him as a director as well. But like when I look at, well, and maybe this is unfair, but I, I don't mean it to be. When I look at like Willem Dafoe. I think of an actor. Mm. When I look at Kevin Costner, I think of a movie star. And I don't mean that as a slight. <laughs> you know, I don't. Am I being unfair? Uh, no, he got he got nominated for Dances with Wolves, right? Yeah, well, he's won two Academy Awards and three Golden Globes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did he win for Dances? He must have won for Dances. Dances with Wolves, I think he got Best Director, I thought. He didn't get Best Actor, I don't think. I don't think so. Let me check. But look, to me, he's an actor. He can act. He's good. Does he have crazy range? You know, is he Gary Oldman? No. Right. You know, you know what you're getting and you like it when you get it. I'll just say that. You know what you're getting with Kevin Costner and you like it when you get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, gosh, yeah, I can, if, I, if I could type, I could figure out what he... Uh, best Picture Dances with Wolves, Best Director Dances with Wolves, Best Actor Dances with Wolves nominee. Now, you know, he's done some duds, too. Oh, Waterworld, sure. which was a legendary flop oh, yeah. and not a good movie. And The Postman, very similar. Right. And... You know, but he got those because they paid him astronomical money for that time because of who he was. I mean, sure. he had the chops and he had the box office. And that was when you you wanted somebody who could open a movie, as they said. In other words, if you put this star in the movie, that opening day weekend is going to make all your money that you need to break even. And then after that, it's, you know, sugar plums and fairies. And, you know, he could open a movie. But, you know, he took the chance and they weren't very good. I don't think they were his fault. The material wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, I have a Costner story. Uh, this was during the 99 All-Star Game at Fenway Park. And he played in the celebrity softball game. So Randy and I went to see Rent. And our good friend, Josco Haywood, the arts and entertainment reporter at the time, hooked us up with great seats right in the middle of it. I think it was at the Wang. Who sits right next to me? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. I've told you. Get the hell out. I told you this, no? No, you never told me this story. Costner's this right here with his daughter, who I was going to be you or BC. And you know me. Now, I've been around athletes all my life. So athletes, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, great, whatever. I mean, I don't care. Because it, it, I've just been, I've been around them. I never get nervous with Tom Brady or Belichick or whoever. What did you say to Costner? I was like this, and I kept going, be cool, be cool, be cool. My wife, on the other side, kept whispering to me, oh, my God, he's so good looking. Just what you want to hear your wife say. Five times in a row. Of course. Oh, my God, he's so good looking. Oh, my God, he's so good looking. And I'm like, uh, it's like, hey, Kevin, I'm Gary. I said I work in sports in town. I go, "Um, I interviewed Ted Williams. And uh, uh, Ted, I said, and I asked Ted Williams, or it, this came up because I did an interview with Ted Williams who was doing the hitter.com thing. And I said, Ted said, um, the actor he would like to play him in a movie is you. And I always thought like, to me, John Wayne was the only guy that could ever play Ted Williams. He was gone by then. And he laughed at that. And he said he had met Ted or had breakfast with him and said they had talked about it. And then we just kind of left it alone. You know, I just that was it. I just leave the dude alone. You know, enjoy enjoy he, the. He didn't invite you to a bar to have a drink. He didn't invite yeah, no, you didn't to his house for dinner. Well, you he know did. me, man. We he were said, I got a park for you, Gary. <laughs> oh no, no, no! We were like pushing the collectors. This is a script Drew and I read. Listen, Kevin, have I got a script for you? Have I got something for you? I got something for you. This is gold, baby. But the poor guy got mobbed, and he kept apologizing to us because during intermission, people literally walked in front of us to get an autograph 
I mean, did it was. He did he give the autographs? Oh, he totally did. But he kept apologizing to me and Randy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I go, dude, do what you got to do. It's fine. It, it, it actually kind of, it, it brought me to the point of um, fans can be a little rude. You know, like I understand, like it, it's part of your job as an actor or celebrity, you know, to sign the autographs, to take the pictures. To me, it's part of your job, right? Um, I could do a whole show on autographs and how I hate them, but go ahead. Okay, we should. But and, and listen, to me, like at the Garden, you know, because I did the Celtics or whatever, people would say, hey, can you get a picture? You do it, yeah, like it happened to me every once in a while. But I'm I think sure it, I understand. It's it's part of the job. Right. Um, but like this guy couldn't move. He's there with his daughter. People are like walking over us. They don't care, right? And again, it was not his fault. Not his fault, you know. No. Um, so that's yeah, it's a price of pain. But that's it was you know that that's my Kevin Costner story. But I agree with you. I mean, he's he's to me he's a movie star. He's one of the greats. I mean, he is a great. Like you could name so many movies. I mean, the one. Um, I and we're going to do a top five Kevin Costner, but. Uh, you know, No Way Out, we didn't, you know, is one of my favorites. Field of Dreams. Let's talk about Field of Dreams for a minute. Uh, that, that, you know, I got to say, I'm not a Field of Dreams guy. Oh, my God, I cry it's every too time. too much baby, oh, daddy played baseball with me. Stuff. Oh, my God, where's your heart? Man, it's so I got good. a big heart, but that it, it's just schmaltzy as hell to me. At the end, when his father's the catcher, Dad, can I have a catch? Can I have a catch? Dad? I'm balling every time. Uh, I, I, ball, I I cry like a river at most movies, but just for some reason, Field of Dreams just felt. Uh, Field of Dreams was on. I, I was on, and Randy came in the living room. I'm crying my eyes out. She goes, "What's wrong?" I go, "I'm not camera costume." She goes, "Oh my god!" I thought like somebody died. I go, "No, it's camera costume." He's playing catch with his dad. Catch with his dad. I'm like, she goes, "Oh god." Um, so there you go. I hope Kevin Costner's back on Yellowstone. You know, I we all do, but everything ends, Gare. Everything ends. And it does. I just hope he's around for another ten years because I can see him playing some great older men roles. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. I'd love to see it. And I think you know, and this may be topic for another time. What is the lifespan of a of a series? What you know, is it three years? Is it four years? Because you're not a succession. The average NFL running back four years. Four years because you're not a succession guy, right? I love it. I know. And last night, I watched the second episode of season four. It was the first episode where I went, could be time. Well, Ted Lasso. Yeah, for you. Yeah, Ted Lasso's. I'm still, it, it, I didn't feel that way about Ted, but like Succession, I go, they could be running out of material. This is a good time. This yeah, is a good time. Eventually you do. You run out of for any episodic thing, you're going to run out of time you just, or, or story. Well, I also think you're going to run out of what makes the characters interesting. Well, they stop being interesting because they're no longer novel. And so they right. have to change. Every one of them has to change in some way that works. Or, or you just it's not novel anymore. Well, and it's not a criticism. I tell I think it'd be great to, to have a series. But you've you got to go in knowing it's only so. And that's what I liked about Sudeikis. He knew. Three years tops. And I think I think a lot of people do know. I think that's why a lot of showrunners leave, and it's a money grab. I mean, for example, like a Shonda Rhimes. I mean, I'm not going to begrudge her that, uh, uh, what uh, the hospital show, God, I just blanked, um, that 
made her famous there with Ellen uh, Pompeo, who's leaving. Um, anyways, uh, you know, 23 seasons, she's made a billion dollars. Yeah. She hasn't worked on it for probably 15 years, but I'm not going to be grudge her for taking the money. No. You know? Don't begrudge right, anybody uh, for that. Uh, all right. Anything else, on, uh, Mr. Costner? We are fans. We are we're fans, and we're going to do our top five. Top five. Stick around for that. Wherever get your podcast or on our YouTube channel, Kevin Costner Top Five Movies. Not an easy one, folks. Not an easy one. Mm -hmm.